Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my video about it might be time to remove trials. Uh, If you're listening to this in any of the other locations, you can always catch me live at SNTRlive.com. You can go to SNTRlive.com. It'll bring you to my YouTube channel where we do these talks. Now, listen, I know people are going to think, why are you campaigning for the removal of trials? That's not what this video is about. I have somebody as a member of the SNTR network named Wolverine. He's got a channel. Look it up. Look up Crucible Coliseum. Look up Trials Halftime. He does a live show on Saturday nights. We are not sitting here campaigning for the removal of the mode. I actually really like the mode. I love Trials of Osiris, even though I haven't really engaged with it. I still think it's a great mode with great potential. But at this moment in time, it feels like Bungie is setting it up to fail. And it feels like, look, it might be just time to remove it or completely rework it. All right. Destiny 2 saw the return of Trials of Osiris in the early portion of 2020. It went through a very quick honeymoon phase that was hampered by a rise in cheating and poor loot design structure that led to a whole host of problems. If you remember low card farming, we looked at the numbers this morning. It quickly went from 358,000 to an utter downward spiral of engagement numbers just sort of plummeting. From the very beginning, Trials did not return to high numbers of engagement and has since felt like the vultures are beginning to circle on the life expectancy of the mode. With where the game is headed and how much Destiny has changed over the years, does this game mode even belong anymore? I think this is a completely valid question to ask. If you look at stasis, if you look at loot generosity, loot delivery, loot agency, There's lots of things going on in the game right now, and Trials feels, at almost every turn, outdated. It's like, this isn't built for Destiny as it exists now. Now, that doesn't mean it can't be, okay? It can be structured in a way for Destiny now, and we went back and looked at the Trials numbers pre-Rise of Iron. So right before Rise of Iron, there was a 40-week stretch where Trials maintained an average of 400 to 450,000 players. Now keep in mind, that's crazy. It's 40 weeks of a nice baseline of players. After Rise of Iron, it dropped and never hit those numbers ever again. It started averaging 200 to 250,000. They almost cut their player base in half with a couple of bad decisions. So I think that shows okay, just how volatile this playlist is and how much potential it has. So first point of today's talk, where is the value? Where's the value? Why am I going to play Trials right now? It seems like a lot of other portions of the game right now. Like the loot's really, really stingy, and it's not going to motivate players to engage with the playlist. Even though the armor looks absolutely incredible, and at least two of the weapons are worth chasing, the hand cannon and the pulse, the lack of clear value is the first and most foundational problem with Trials of Osiris. If you want folks to spend time in the mode, it certainly doesn't seem that way. It seems shrouded and confusing, and it honestly seems like they don't want players to play. It's designed for only the best of the best, very sweaty, and there's, and even then, the rewards you get in Flawless seem like a total crapshoot. When it was armor, I'm gonna get to that point in a minute, right? People weren't even getting good pieces of armor. So, I said this today, Trials should exist and be treated, the Trials card, as two worlds. Actually, three worlds, but these two worlds are as follows. And and here's the thing. They're both of equal importance, okay? Both of these sides of the card matter a lot, okay? They're super important. And I think Bungie isn't looking at it this way, and they really, really should. This is one of the reasons the numbers were so reliable and predictable before Rise of Iron. Games 1 through 3 should be 
the entrance for virtually any team looking to snag tokens and loot. It should be just like, hey, come in and play. Really? It's coming and play. There's tons of stuff. There's tons of loot. There's tons of token. There is no reason to not have loot and tokens just dropping like crazy in the lower games. There's no reason at all. You should want teammates and players like me being like, this is worth my time. I'm going to go in here. Why? What? Come on. Look how rewarding it is. Look at the value. There's a value transmission that's easily deducible by virtually any player among any skill spectrum where they land. Okay. Games four through seven is where you really want to see the game mode turn on a hinge. The whole game should turn on that hinge. So hardcore players and the more talented teams are motivated to leave the bottom half of the card. Make the to- token payout painfully obviously better than games one through three. You would never want to stay on the bottom half of the card. It wouldn't it wouldn't make any sense, right? And then you make flawless even better. What I said this morning is games three through uh, games four through seven should feel like the promised land where you really want to end up, where it really gets rewarding. And then flawless, the flawless chest should be like heaven. Like you've ascended to the highest of the high. Like you really all the way at the tippity top and wish you luck had an idea in chat today. He's like, once you get past game three, there should be a chance of flawless loot dropping and it gets higher. The percentage gets higher the further you go on the card. What you're doing is, is you're creating spectrum of reward, so you end up with a spectrum of player engagement, and then equilibrium happens. You don't have people living on the bottom half of the card because it's more lucrative and easier, and you're incentivizing the good teams to go beyond game three because they'd be stupid not to. You need to set up a scaffolding and structure to how trials exists so no one questions these two things why would i play right no one's going to question that dude are you kidding me games one through three so many tokens so much loot well if people get what they want they're going to stop playing nobody's playing to begin with okay so that's not even a philosophy or an axiom that matters right now right no one's going to ask that question why should i even play and no one's going to ask the question dude why should we even bother going up to games four through seven or try to go flawless You wouldn't ask that question if they structured it in a way where it was undeniably better to go beyond game three, okay? Bungie's decision-making on this is so painful because they had it right before Rise of Iron, and they're so hesitant and seemingly too prideful and too focused on their ego to say, we had it better back then. The philosophy was better back then. They just keep on keeping on with this terrible philosophy, and the player base numbers communicate loudly that nobody is going, nobody is responding to this game mode, which is related to my second point. Never rose to greatness. I went back and I checked the opening weekend for Trials of Osiris last year. 358,000 total players for the weekend. That's the opening. That's when it finally came back. And it settled into a predictable rhythm with roughly mid to high 200,000 numbers for the remainder of the year. Okay. It, it never rose to greatness. You got to remember, before Rise of Iron, Trials was only available on two platforms. We didn't even have PC back then. And they were in the 400 to 450,000 players for 40 weeks. 40 weeks! Trials maintained really, really good numbers in Destiny 1. And now, after it's supposed to come back to its triumphant return, it barely maintains 200,000. Right before Season of the Chosen, it dipped all the way down to like 100,000 players, roughly. Slowly, as we ended the year and started 2021, the numbers dropped down below 200,000 with only 98,000 players logging in the weekend before Season of the Chosen started. 98,000. They didn't didn't even crack 100K. Now, that's understandable. It's right before a new season. Everybody's kind of waiting. Everybody's in a holding pattern. 
We're already looking right now this weekend. This is the second weekend of Season of the Chosen. We're not even going to hit 300k the second weekend. We might. We might squeak in. Usually everything slows down the last couple of days. Now, this is important to note because many frame the debate as if Trials was doing well at some point in the life of Destiny 2 and now recoveries and cheating are killing it. This is simply not true. The player distribution is even on consoles versus PC and the numbers, as we just showed, they really never hit impressive numbers last year. I think that cheating and recoveries and DDoSing on console, I believe that's a slight gust of wind on a shaky house of cards. I think Trials is already in a bad place structurally, so there's not a lot of players. If you had 400 to 500,000 players every weekend, cheating, recoveries, and DDoSing would still be happening, but it would be less noticeable and have less of an impact on the mode. It's having a greater and overemphasized impact on the mode because there's almost nobody playing. And that has a compounding effect because the less people that play, the more likely you run into cheaters, recoveries, uh, and DDoSers. And if you don't run into them, you're going to run into a stack sweaty team. So that compounds itself and less and less and less and less people play. The only way this mode gets where it needs to go is by really getting players in the funnel. And that's related to the final point, a square peg. Has trials become the square peg to the round hole? Does it even fit anymore in Destiny? That's the ultimate question that we're asking here. It's slowly, more and more, it's starting to feel like Trials of Osiris is a dinosaur trying to live in the modern world. It's big, it's grand, it's really, really cool, but it just doesn't seem to fit with the world around it. A great Destiny PvP cocktail just isn't pairing with the main meal of of Destiny and how much it's evolved right now. With respect to player agency, how we chase loot, how loot is more accessible, how the game's updated every three months, and stasis, okay? These are all elements to Bungie's evolution of Destiny, and Trials hasn't caught up with the rest of the game. It seems to be falling behind. Stasis is only one aspect of this equation because Bungie continues to give new fragments, aspects, and exotics that lean into the power fantasy. And we aren't even in Witch Queen or other seasons yet where we're likely going to get new subclasses. With every season update and new power expression, Trials just feels more and more out of place. It may be time for Bungie to completely scrap the mode and think of a new way to bring what Trials once brought to Destiny, or what I really think they should do is revamp it to match what worked in Destiny 1. It's a good mode, it's a good cocktail, you've got to contextualize it to where Destiny is now. If they're not going to contextualize Trials to fit with Destiny as it exists now and where it's going in the future, then kick it out of the game. You're wasting time and resources on it. Gambit had the towel thrown in on it, and most of the new maps and game modes that Bungie's tried to create have been scrapped. So I don't really think they should try to come up with a new mode. They don't have a great track record. Most of those modes got removed. Rift, Breakthrough, Salvage, and then what they did to Gambit. They're not very good right now at the innovation. I don't think they have the team that can do what needs to be done. So make the ground level logistical and philosophical changes to flood the player pool with players to minimize the rough edges of cheating, DDoSing, and recoveries. And then obviously we need strong efforts on anti-cheat and DDoS protection on console. Those are sort of a given. So I am not campaigning for the removal of this mode. Make it great or stop wasting everybody's time. We're going to transition to Q&A. If you're listening to this elsewhere, you can catch us live at sntrlive.com. And if you're in the live audience, don't go anywhere. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe.